A New York City point guard will give up his girl and his chain before he give up his dribble. We revolutionized this game with our influence. New York City playground basketball blew up on a global scale. What we were seeing was cultural resilience. It's New York City at its finest. This summer, Paramount Plus presents the great reality escape. Let's do it. With new series. It's time to celebrate! If you get thrown in, you gotta win. And new seasons to escape to. You just became my target. I have never seen such savages. <laughs> with attitudes. Give me a damn pizza! Competitions. Survivor's ready! And guilty pleasures you don't have to feel guilty about. <laughs> escape your everyday reality with our reality every day this is big paramount plus stream now it's the last stand and here is your host brian custer it is the last stand i'm brian custer we bring you the biggest names in the sport and our guest today is pound for pound one of the best female fighters in the world she's unbeaten she is the unified i'm talking the ring the wbo the ibf junior lightweight champion of the world she's michaela mayer michaela welcome to the last stand i like how you didn't forget the ring magazine people forget that but so <laughs> michaela you're dealing with one of the best here you're okay, dealing you're with right. one of the best right. <laughs> it's good to have you on hey look you know you, you are listen it, recently you had the boxing scenes fight of the year and that was last year when you took on uh Hamadouche. but on september 10th o2 arena England, you'll be taking on the WBC champion and Alicia Bumgardner. Do you believe this fight will be just as explosive as the fight of the year that you had last year? Um, the buildup for this fight is going to be very, very explosive. Uh, I don't think anything can really top the explosiveness of Mayer versus Hamadouche because of the style that Hamadouche brought to the table. I mean, it was 10 rounds every second of every round was action packed. And that was because of her style. And so, um, you know, she just kept coming forward. And we knew that we were, we were in for a for a long night with her because we were going to have to box and we are going to have to bang. But going into this fight is very different. You know, she doesn't have a Hamadouche style. She is more of a boxer, you know, sort of sits on the outside, uh, tries to be a little slick, wants to set up that big right hand. So different kind of fight. Uh, but you're going to see my, you saw my grit in Mayor Hamadouche. You're going to see my ring IQ and Mayor Baumgartner. Well, you know, I, I know you told the media, if it wasn't for you, and you two, you and Alicia had been going back and forth a lot on social media, but you, you told the media, if it wasn't for you, this fight wouldn't even have happened. Tell me why. Well, you guys know, the second she won, uh, beat Perry Harper and won the belt, I was immediately calling her out. Uh, not because I had anything or had anything against Baumgartner. It was because I'm a champion. I go after the champions. That's what I do. I wanted to go undisputed. I've said that from the beginning, and so obviously I'm going to continue to do that. And uh, Baumgartner had the belt, so I was coming for her. And she tended to take it a little bit personally, you know, and told me that I was going to have to wait. She said, Mayor's going to have to wait. It's my time, the Baumgartner's time. And to me, that wasn't what true champions say when they step out of the ring. Uh, she never, she didn't say my name for months. She wanted to go after Choi, who has the WBA belt, and then fight me, but... 
Um, just like I couldn't get the fight with Choi, she couldn't get the fight with Choi, and Top Rank stepped up and made her an offer she could refuse. So that's the gist of it. And um, it's on ESPN and Sky Sports, my network, just like I said it would be. And yeah, so I brought this fight to the fans in less than six months after she won that title. You know, you also uh, told the media that uh, this is the biggest fight of my life. Tell me why. Why is that? Every fight now is the biggest fight of my life because I've put myself in position. You know, I've been with Top Rank now for five years and um, it's my 18th professional fight. And so I've put myself in position now and there's a lot on the line. Um, you know, I think I just re-signed with Top Rank after winning that Hamadouche fight. And if I didn't, if I didn't beat Hamadouche in that fashion, you know, maybe I wouldn't have gotten an extension to my contract. And it's not just me. It's, you know, being a female in this sport still is still, it's challenging. It's not as, it's not as easy as a man because being a man, you just have to be a good boxer. That's not the case with women. Um, you got to sort of be hustling in other ways. You can't just ride off the success of one win. It's like, it's like you're always on the chop, choppy block, I feel. So um, this is definitely the biggest fight of my life because uh, this is going to propel me into the career and the life that I want to continue to, to live, you know. And so I want to go undisputed. I've said that. And she's the next step in that in that goal. Well, listen, you you've become a star, obviously, uh, in the sport. But your fight here with Bumgarner, which was obviously a unification fight, uh, will be the co-main to uh, Clarissa Shields and Savannah Marshall. But it could very well be the main event on any card. Is and you know a number of people have written could take place here in the United States. What is your your thoughts on it being the co-main and the fight taking place in the UK? Obviously, I've been getting that question a lot, but this is something that was approved by me. Like I was asked if this is something I was interested in doing, and I, I was immediately. I thought it'd be awesome. I feel like this is more than just about me. I feel like this is about legacy and the legacy of women's boxing and where we are in history right now. And I thought it'd be badass to have – uh, Shields, Marshall, and Mayor Baumgartner on the same card. And it's a one-stop shop for the fans. The alternative to this was putting us the weekend before. And the reason why I didn't like that is because now Sky Sports is trying to promote two of the biggest fights of the year in one week. And then the fans have to choose, especially the fans coming. You know, not everyone can afford to go to two major fights back-to-back like that, especially fans coming from America. And I just thought it would it would force them to choose and it would split us apart. And I thought this is a better way. We're all coming together now. Women's boxing is coming together. It's turned into an all-female card. And in London, where boxing is thriving, but women's boxing is thriving. And I want to get I want to get out there and perform for those those fans on that side of the pond. And so I was all for it. I think it's going to be – I can't cuss. I need to learn to not be able to cuss on these Oh, sure you can. Awesome. Come on, it's the last stand. It's, uh, this is unfiltered. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Be <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And, and you know, you, you talked about women's boxing. You know, we're coming off of seeing Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano sell out Madison Square Garden and be the main event there. You know, now we've got your card coming up. Are we in one of the high parts, do you think, of female boxing in this era right now? Absolutely. And it's never going to go, it's never going to disappear the way it has before. And I've told people this, you know, because it did for a while after the Layla Ali and um, Ann Wolf days and everything, it was just gone. But that's not going to happen anymore because of where the, the talent pool is. You know, 
for the longest time, women weren't able to compete at the highest level. We weren't allowed to compete at the World Championships. We weren't about allowed to compete in the Olympics. And that's all changed now. So um, you have girls coming up who are starting young, just like the men. And promoters are finally go to these promoters now and say, hey, I'm a multiple-time national champion. I'm a world, cha- world champion. I'm a world medalist. I'm a gold medalist. And so we, they can't be, we can't be denied anymore. And, uh, yeah, we're here to stay. That's fantastic. Um, so let's talk about the fight because uh, Alicia said, and I'm quoting her, quote, I'm going to dog walk her, and then I'm going to do to her what Ann Wolf did to Vonda Ward, end quote. Your response to that. I want to know who's telling Von Gardner that she's a dog walker. She doesn't have a dog walker style. That girl sits back and coasts through fights fight trying to land the right hand well, what happens if she can't land that right hand on me seriously because she doesn't have a second gear we have not seen the second gear from alicia Baumgartner. now look at my fights i'm the dog walker i'm the one who's going to sit there and when she can't make that take that or land that right hand on me the way she wants to i'm going to press her and i'm going to switch to my third my second gear my third gear my fourth gear that you've all seen i have and i'm gonna i'm gonna be dog walking not her I love it. Uh, the other things that she said was, quote, my power is going to be the difference. Look at my power. Look at her power. Enough said. Um, your response to that. Um, she has proven to have power, right? Okay, so we know she has power, but power isn't the only thing that's going to get you to a 10-round fight with me. I've faced girls with, girls with power before. Hamadouche is supposed to knock me out. She has 10 times more experience in knockouts against girls that are way better than uh, Baumgartner's resume. Um, and I do have power. I have power too. Uh, if she wants to not respect the power that I have, then that's going to be a big mistake on her part. I don't have one punch knockout power yet. It hasn't shown yet in my fight, but I do have power and I overwhelm my punches. I, I back them up. I press them and I overwhelm them. And I've had all my opponents one or two rounds away from throwing in the towel. And the only reason it hasn't happened is because women are going 10 three minute rounds. And my style favors 10 three minute rounds. It just does. That's what it is. And it's, it's just as, as effective my, my style, being able to press you back and push you and um, take you into those deep waters. And she's never been there. So we'll see. If she can't land that lucky right hand, then she's going to be in trouble. At, at the end of the day, Michaela, what, what, what do you think people are going to be saying about Michaela Mayer after this fight with Bumgarner? Boxing fans are uh, they're tough. They're tough on you because I feel like I I gained a lot of respect after the Hamadouche fight. Um, but some people must have forgotten because the second the Gardner fight came up and, you know, people who are going for her and going for her, her one-punch knockout power um, who think that she's going to beat me, uh, they forgot what I – my pedigree, you know, my, my amateur pedigree, the 17 fights I've had in pro and the way I've been built and developed. Um, and I'm a very complete fighter. So uh, – I hope that this fight, winning this fight, coming on top, will prove to them what I've known and what I feel like I, I've already shown them. Uh, but, yeah, fans are tough. You just got to keep keep doing your thing, keep winning, and um, I know at the end of the day, they'll see what, what I know. Well, listen, you, you've done – all you've been doing is winning. Um, and, and let's say you, you, you win this fight uh, and, and you beat Bumgarner. Do you, do you ever see yourself uh, fighting Choi – who, of course, is the WBA champ and being undisputed at 130. Yeah, that's always been my dream, but it's also not my only option. I'm not going to sit around and wait for anybody. Uh, there's plenty of divisions for me to conquer, plenty of girls to challenge myself up against. So 
uh, I'm going to give Choi a very, very short time to accept this fight for me once again. You know, we've definitely already tried to do this with her, but her team has these ridiculous standards and won't make a fight with anyone. Um, couldn't even get it with Baumgartner. But uh, I'm going to give her a very short time to accept that fight with me. But if she doesn't give it to me by December or January, I'm done. I'm moving up. Hmm. I'm going because uh, I cleared out 130. There's no, there's no one else for me to fight there. Um, and I want to go challenge myself at 135 where there obviously is named like Katie Taylor, which I always want to challenge myself against. And then I'm going up too. I'm going up to 40. I want to go up to 47. Like I have the ability to do all that. I'll be stronger at those weights as well. Uh, so yeah, I have no time to waste. I got three years left in my contract and I don't want to have to resign. You know what I mean? I hear you. Um, uh, that's funny. Uh, and you let right into my next question because I was going to ask you. I mean, I think a number of people said hey, after this fight, I, I think Michaela Mayer is going up uh, to 135. And is that basically it? I mean, after this one, you, you, you see yourself yeah. at 135? Like, I mean, unless, unless if she gives me that, obviously, you know, I've wanted to go undefeated for a long time. I've, talk, I've been talking about it for a long time. But it's taken a very long time to get these fights done. You know, it's one of the reasons why I pushed to get this Baumgartner fight done because when I was originally coming for Terry Harper and they just wanted to wait for the perfect time to make this fight, you know, her and her team, Eddie. And I'm like, there is no perfect time. The time is now because now look, the fans missed out on a fight that they really, really wanted to see. So I'm not about that. Um, I'm ready. I've had all the experience I need. I'm ready to be let loose. Coach, I was ready to let me off my leash. And that's what I want as well. So uh, if Choi doesn't give me that fight soon, then yeah, I'll just go up. You know, it's not my, it's my dream, but it's not, it's not the only goal for me. Well, you know, you know, uh, Amanda Serrano is uh, going to be defending her, her featherweight title, but it, it it is appears from what she's saying is this is her keep busy fight until she gets that rematch again with Katie Taylor. In a perfect world, do you see yourself fighting the winner of the rematch of the Katie Taylor Amanda Serrano? Oh yeah, before I knew that Baumgartner was gonna, you know, before she got that that contract offer and saw those zeros. Um, I was thinking that she wasn't going to give me the fight. So I was already saying, all right, well then give me the winner of Taylor versus Serrano because I don't want any small fights right now. Like I said, I'm ready to go. So um, I would love to fight whoever comes out on top of that rematch, obviously. Uh, We'll see. I would love to fight Serrano too. Honestly, I, 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 I know she goes back down to her lower weight. She'd have to come up, you know, and meet me at 35, but uh, I'm open to that. She is. So yeah, big fight. Oh, that would be fantastic to see you and Amanda Serrano as well. That'd be a really good fight. Uh, You kind of touched upon it, Michaela. What is your ultimate goal in this sport? My ultimate goal is to make sure that I walk away from this sport, knowing that I did everything possible. I fought the best. I worked my hardest. I, I don't have any regrets. Um, and people fight for all different reasons, but I mostly fight for financial freedom and financial security because I want to be able to live my life and enjoy my life. And so, you know, I don't, I'm not, I don't have a husband, I don't have kids. Um, but I, I don't ever want to struggle. I want to enjoy my life and I want to be happy. And so, um, I want to fight the best and guess what comes, guess what comes with fighting the best money. So... (laughs) They go, they go hand in hand. Um, but yeah, I want to be known as one of the best female fighters ever. I want people to remember my name, and I want to be known as a fighter that is entertaining, puts on good fights, good matchups, doesn't uh, run away from any challenge. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Things. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Brian Custer. I want to talk to you about our partner, Athletic Greens. You know, I started taking 
athletic greens because I wanted more energy. And I got to tell you, I absolutely love it. Athletic greens doesn't taste super healthy. It's kind of mild, has that tropical taste, but I actually look forward to having it every single morning. So what is this stuff? Well, one scoop of delicious athletic greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. And it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything, while still tasting good. Listen, it helps support better sleep quality for you, recovery, and it supports mental clarity and alertness is what I love about it. You know, AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits, and it's one thing you can do every single day to take care of yourself, and it's lifestyle friendly. So whether you're keto, uh, vegan, paleo, dairy-free, or gluten-free, Athletic Greens is for you, and it costs you less than $3 a day. So you're investing, really, in your health, and it's cheaper than that cold brew habit that you may have. So additionally, for every purchase, Athletic Greens is going to donate to organizations, help to get nutritious foods to kids all across the country who are in need, including No Kid Hungry, which is right here in the U.S. By the way, two years ago in 2020, Athletic Greens donated over 1.2 million to meals to kids. Now, it is the time to reclaim your health, folks. And all you got to do is arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutritional uh, supplement. And listen, once we get into that cold flu season, this is something that you need because just one scoop of water every day with Athletic Greens And there's no need for the million of different pills or supplements to look out for your health. All you're going to need is Athletic Greens. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens wants to give you free a one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. And all you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash last stand. Again, athleticgreens.com slash last stand athletic greens take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance uh michaela for everybody who comes on the show we allow people to submit questions through social media we got a lot of them for you so we'll just get to uh some of them uh they all come through twitter um first question is will your fight uh get the attention it deserves being a co-main uh, and what was your toughest fight? Yeah, I I think that, like I said, I think that me and Baumgartner are definitely main event worthy, but I think this is going to be such a huge, iconic event. And I know that those fans in the UK, it's, it's not like America. The market here in America is a lot more difficult. Um, in the UK, it's like football. Boxing's like football out here. And so... I've been dying to get from that fan base and fight out there. And yeah, I think it's going to get great attention. It's going to get great feedback. Um, I've, I've, I'm still very excited about the fact that I agreed to this. And I, I'm not regretting it. It's going to be on Sky Sports and ESPN. So um, you've got two of the best networks you can get. And yeah, let's see. Let's do it. Uh, second part of that question was, what was your toughest fight thus far? Um, 
I would definitely say that my toughest fight was the Hamadouche fight and not in the fight because in the fight, I actually felt extremely comfortable. But it was the preparation going into that fight because we knew that she um, was going to come hard, right? Like we knew that she was she was going to really, really press the pace and, and not stop. I mean, that's what she's done to every single opponent. And every single opponent who has tried to keep her on the outside and box and move ends up getting backed in the corner, caught at the end of her punches, punches and finished. And so Coach Al didn't want that to happen to me. He said, I need you to be well-rounded for this fight. And he's always been big on teaching me how to fight on the inside. Ever since I turned pro, I mean, he was big on it. Like, you need to learn. I not want you to be a one-dimensional fighter. You've got to learn how to fight on the inside as well. I already know how to box on the outside. I chose to sit there and bang with her because it, I was, it was reserving my energy, first of all. If I would have kept moving, kept trying to box and move, um, that's tiring. And... Also, people like her can take shots to the head all day long. So I knew I had to dig her body. So that was all part of the game plan. I trained for it. It was hard to train for that fight, um, but it was worth it. So, yeah, that was definitely mentally, physically, a very physical fight, too. Well, I think that's what makes you and a fighter like David Benavidez so exciting and so good because of your length and the range. You guys can fight on the outside, but like Benavidez, you can fight on the inside, too. It's like you pick your poison when you're fighting a fighter like yourself. Um, Renee from Twitter asks, how do you maintain your discipline and do you have a mentor? I don't have a mentor, no. Um, coach Al, I mean, Coach Al's a mentor. You know, I've been with, I've been with my coach for what, 13, 13 years now. So, um, he's been with me through everything. Ups and downs of, you know, in the amateurs, losing my first Olympic trials, coming back, winning it. Uh, transitioning to the pros. I mean, he never thought that we were going to get to where we are today. I mean, I did. I always envisioned he'd be here, but he, he just couldn't see it. You know, what? he's never trained a female before, and um, he's never seen it. But, yeah, I do have him. Um, you know, discipline is hard. Discipline fluctuates. You know, it's hard to stay motivated all the time, right? That's where discipline comes in. And it's hard to stay disciplined all the time, but that's when that's where a good team comes in, people that you surround yourself with. Uh, my team does not let me cut corners. You know, when I'm in camp, there's, I'm, I mean, I, I finally get to get my own place because Coach Al is sick of my dogs. But I, I used to live with him at his house for first half of the camp, and then when we leave here for Michigan, he comes with me to my house in Colorado, and we're eating breakfast, lunch, dinner together in the same room. So there's just, I've just made sure I surround myself with the right people. I've got a great manager um, who I know would never let anything happened to me um business-wise and so yeah that's fantastic it, it, it reminds me what is it uh, that great and and god rest his soul marvin Hagler quote where he says you know it's hard to get up and go run uh when you're waking up in silk sheets you know what i mean once you become that yeah. champion to get you to push yourself to get up at 5 a.m well, to go make that run that's another thing about being a female though when i won my first world title my life didn't change at all like, I was still hustling. Yeah, my money went up, but, like, not nearly compared to where the men's money went up. You know, I was still figuring out how to invest my money the best to turn it into millions because I wasn't getting millions. Um, so there's it, – it, you don't feel that sense of, like, oh, I'm a champion. Now, Alicia probably feels that way. Why? Because I helped build, to build women's boxes up so much that when she got a contract offer for me, it was the biggest freaking payday of her life. She's probably stoked and party. Um, and she's never even seen close to that much money. Whereas this fight for me is a natural progression. You know, I've done this with my money, uh, but she's probably tripping. 
<laughs> next, next one from Champ Man. He says, let me ask the important question. Is it waffles or pancakes for you? My post-fight meal. I work with perfecting athletes. Everything I eat is super great. Everyone thinks I have a hard time making weight. It's work, trust me. But I have the best nutritionist in the game, and we get it done. My post-fight meal is spaghetti bolognese followed by pancakes. Mm, how about that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so pancakes. Pancakes. Uh, Deuce asked the question kind of that we went over. says, will Bumgarner be your last at 130? Hopefully not. Hopefully I can get this fight with Choi by December and go undisputed before I hop on up to 135. I also hear that Delphine Pursuit might be uh, Choi's mandatory. So that would be great because Delphine Pursuit can beat Choi and then I can negotiate with Delphine, who I know is a champion and I know who wants the big fights and I know won't bullshit and we can, we can get it done. Yeah, how about that? Um, Trey, he asks, who are your top five favorite fighters of all time? So hard. Um, uh, definitely Andre Ward, one of my favorites. Uh, Muhammad Ali. Um, Vernon Forrest. I study a lot of Vernon Forrest wow. because that was Coach Al's fighter. And he passed away right. He passed away the year before I I got with Coach Al. So um, he made me study him all the time. I'm still studying him, but because uh, we've seen the body type. Um, Sugar Ray Robinson. And Sugar Ray Leonard. I love it. I love it. How about that? Yeah. Uh, uh, Dave asks, listen, I read that you play bass as a teen. How important is music in your life now? I'm an extremist. I am such an extremist. When I set that bass down, I haven't picked it up since. Uh, I did. But I did. I was in an all-girl rock metal band, though, when I was a teenager. <laughs> and for the Hamadouche fight, my old guitar player walked me out on stage, Nita Strauss. I don't know if you you guys remember that, but she really made it. So she's killing it. She's one of the best guitar players in the world. Um, but no, I mean, I listen to music when I when I'm working out and stuff and at home. But uh, I probably should should probably pick up a bass again and keep it going. <laughs> uh, Michaela, I gotta ask you this too uh, because it just came to mind. Uh, you know, the uh, undisputed welterweight champion Jessica McCaskill. Uh, had this quote, and she talked about some of the top fighters in the game, right? And mm. I want to give you what she said. Katie Taylor, she said, quote, scared. Um, uh, she said, Serrano. She goes, I would call her scared because she should have pressed on the gas when she had Taylor hurt. Uh, and then someone said, Michaela Mayer. She said, quote, unimpressive and unimproving. What's your response to that? Sounds like she doesn't know shit about boxing. That's hilarious hearing something like that come from someone like Jessica McCaskill, who literally has the least amount of skill than all of us women combined. Like, I mean, she she has no room to talk. Seriously. I mean, she fought literally like she doesn't even fight. She's been pro longer than all of us. She has like 10 fights, honestly. I can't wait to go to 147 because I'm going to go and shut her up, too. <laughs> okay, Michaela, it's time for the last segment of the show. We call it the last stand. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. I just want the first thing that comes to your mind. You ready, champ? Oh, God, okay. Here we, it's easy. Here we go. In your opinion, pound for pound, who is the best 
female fighter right now walking on planet Earth not named Michaela Mayer? I'm going to give it to Katie coming off of beating Serrano. But Clarissa will hop right to the front once she gets through Savannah Marshall. They go back and forth for a reason. Okay. Uh, in your opinion, pound for pound, who is the best fighter in the world right now walking this earth, male or female? You know who uh, hasn't really had a chance to, sh to prove it, but you guys are all going to see? It's Shakur Stevenson. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. How about that? Yeah. I mean, he's a prodigy. Like, he, he's an amazing fighter, and he's only just touched what he's about to accomplish, trust me. Listen, we just had Shakur on uh, two weeks ago, and he just said the same thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> <Drink it. Yes. laughs> if you weren't a professional fighter right now, mm -hmm. what would Michaela Mayer be doing right now as a professional? I'd be a veterinarian. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here, really. I always say that. Listen, I feel I'll always be an entrepreneur. I never see myself actually working for somebody else. It's not my style. Um, but if I were to like go back to school and pick a profession and I didn't have this path in life, yeah, of course, I'd want to be in the office working with animals all day long. <laughs> that's, that's, that's interesting. I, I love that. How many, how many dogs do you have? I got two. Two dogs. Sitting right over here. They come to camp with me and everything. I'm all like, right. I, I, I'm scared. I'm, when I retire, I might have 100, but yeah. <laughs> in your opinion, when it comes to female fighters, in your opinion, who's the greatest of all time? I think that there's a lot of great fighters right now. I mean, obviously, you're going to put Clarissa mm -hmm. in there. I mean, Katie Taylor. Um, what about in the past? Uh, Lucia Riker. Mm -hmm. Ann Wolf was great, too. Um, Christy Martin. I mean, there's so many, but, like, I don't even like answering that question and putting that putting one person in that category because women's boxing is still evolving so much like I don't even think we've touched the surface of the type of skill that we're really going to see 10 20 30 years from now um like I said women are just now getting able to being able to compete at the highest level being signed by promoters and um able to fight regularly and so that's just gonna the talent pool is, is gonna get so deep and so competitive and so I'm excited to see where it is and I just don't like putting the cap on it I don't like putting one name in front of it um because like I said it's just still evolving so much Hmm, good answer. Uh, here's the last one. A year from now, Michaela Mayer will be, you finish it. A year from now, Michaela Mayer will be a 130-pound junior lightweight undisputed champion and 135-pound junior lightweight undisputed champion because ideally, Baumgartner, Choi, Katie Taylor. Oh, how about that? I like that, Michaela Mayer. I like it. In my world. That's my perfect world. I love it. By the way, September 10th, the O2 Arena, you got the unified champ. She's 17-0, Michaela Mayer taking on Alicia Bumgarner, another unification fight. It is going to be something. Make sure you check it out. Michaela, I've been waiting to do this for a while. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks for having me. That was fun. Absolutely. That's what we do here on The Last Stand. We bring you the biggest names in the sport. And when you talk about female boxing, Michaela Mayer, pound for pound, one of the best. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you again next week.
A New York City point guard will give up his girl and his chain before he give up his dribble. We revolutionized this game with our influence. New York City playground basketball blew up on a global scale. What we were seeing was cultural resilience. It's New York City at its finest. This summer, Paramount Plus presents the great reality escape. Let's do it. With new series. It's time to celebrate! If you get thrown in, you gotta win. And new seasons to escape to. You just became my target. I have never seen such savages. <laughs> with attitudes. Give me a damn pizza! Competitions. Survivor's ready! And guilty pleasures you don't have to feel guilty about. <laughs> escape your everyday reality with our reality every day. This is big. Paramount Plus. Stream now.